Welcome to Curiosity. This is Carrie Blum, and today I have Tamara Grabowski. She's a family member of a cancer survivor. Christian was diagnosed at three years old. Find a Facebook page of grandparents with kids with cancer. I learned so much that, I mean, I know Lauren has a social worker at Children's and, you know, they kind of help you with stuff, but other things, I, you know, we'd never been told. So I would tell Lauren, I'd say, hey, go ask your social worker. Like, what is this? What is that? But isn't it overwhelming the, the amount of yes. information that comes at you? First of all, you're hearing of this diagnosis and, and that's enough to, pro, you know, overwhelming <laughs> to process. And then it's information, bam, bam, bam. But it's like, right. what does that mean? It's not one size fits all. Like, you know, I've met many kids that have the same diagnosis as Christian. And I have to say, as much as I hate him having cancer, we've been so blessed because it could be so much worse. You're so positive. That is, and, and Lauren's so lucky to have you too, because for you to be able to be there and ask the questions as a parent, sometimes it just is, you can't. And right. I know you're just as close, if not closer than a parent, right. but you are also able to step back and ask those harder questions and, and be an advocate for uh, the patient, you know, for Christian himself. And yeah. And, out. and I think so, with Lauren so. being so young, she doesn't want to ask those difficult questions because if she lets her mind go there, she does, she just can't, you know? So there was for a long time that she was saying, oh, you know, it's not that big a deal. And I said, Lauren, they tested, you know, Bella for a bone marrow transplant. Like the doctors have pretty much said, it's not, it's not if it's when those conversations, like, I think when I told my mom, my mom was like, Oh, really? And I said, yeah, I said, cause he's got, um, he's hypodiploid, which means there's a mutation in one of his, you probably would know better than me, but some kind of mutation in his gene, um, the cancer gene or some gene in there that makes it like, again, he's in remission, but at some point they expect him to relapse. That is just such a scary thought, you know, yes. as a parent and as a grandparent and to know that that is something that is going to come back. What, how do you, uh, how do you deal with that? I mean, I know people shut down, people address yes. it in different ways. I, I, you always come across so positive and just so happy and as if well, there's nothing there. How do you do that? So I have to tell you, so, um, and the girl, because like, you know, I do a lot of LLS stuff and I was telling, um, one of the girls that I was working with, I said, you know, I have to say I, I was kind of lucky because I was exposed to a very similar, my best friend out of high school, we both had kids the very same age. They, our kids are two months apart and um, her kid went in for his 15 month checkup and was diagnosed with, um, oh my God, I can't think of the name starts with an M. Um, but he basically had a tumor the size of a small basketball in his stomach. Oh. And he had like a 20% survival rate. And so I watched her go through this and um, she went from not going, not being active in college to getting a master's degree in biochemistry 
to learn about cancer so that when these doctors talked to her, she knew what questions to ask. She was informed. Um, wow. So I think wow. seeing her make it get stronger from it. And I have to say the, the guy, the kid is 30 years old. He's alive. And it's the sad part is in the part that I, why I do the LLS he's 30, but he's very depressed. He's deaf in one ear. He's like three foot 12. He's stunted his growth. He has heart issues. So yes, he survived, but you know, the long-term effect. Yes, exactly. That's the part that kills me that I want to see get better because I, coming into this, I did not realize that there is no cancer treatment that is made for children. They take adult chemotherapy therapy and just microdose or, you know, reduce it for children. It's crazy to think. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. No. And how can that be so, I mean, so harsh on the body as it is yes. and yet doing it to a child that hasn't even, that is, you know, half the size and not even developed even fully. And um, it is. And so looking for innovative new um, vaccines or innovative new treatments out there are just um, are, are keeping us going. That And so I, I love the fact that that is what you're striving for as well. Yeah, I don't know how to change it, but I mean, I think definitely funding and, you know, like your science, you know, that's what's going to fix it. And more people saying, hey, you know, we're not going to settle for our kids having these long-term side effects because, I mean, to me, just that they, you know, survive cancer is awesome, but they, sh I mean, they always have that, um, they almost are wearing like a sign, like I went through chemo because they have, you know, some, maybe some kind of disability or some kind of, um, I don't know, repercussion from it. Yeah, the scars that are left behind. Yes. How did you first find out or how did you know, was Christian feeling, did he have any symptoms? Was he feeling yeah. ill? So, uh, Christian, it was Christian's third birthday and I mean, it literally was his birthday weekend and we had a big party planned for him on Sunday and Friday, Lauren, you know, said, you know, Christian's kind of running a fever and he's kind of sluggish. I think he might have the flu. And we're like, okay, come Saturday to touch him. He would cry. He, he could not walk. He couldn't get out of bed. And so she's like, okay, I'm taking him to urgent care took him to urgent care. They did blood work on him and basically said, you need to take him to children's. We suspect it's leukemia, um, but he needs to have a specialized doctor look at him. And she called me and I said, you know, Lauren, I went through that with Justin, same exact thing, but I mean, Justin didn't have leukemia. I said, you know, sometimes this just happens with their white cell count. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Sunday, he's, you know, stayed overnight, admitted to the hospital, oncologist, we're meeting with the oncologist on Sunday, and Monday, they're going in to take bone marrow to, so Sunday was like, yes, we know he has leukemia, we don't know what kind, there's high risk, there's, you know, um, low risk, there's all these other factors in between, so um, Courtney, actually, I reached out to Courtney, because she does a lot of work with you know, a lot of experience with cancer stuff. Yeah. And I said, you know, can, this is what I'm hearing. You know, what do you, what do you tell, you know, what do you think? And she said, you know, ALL is like what you're hoping to hear. 
you know, that's really not, you know, it's a high survival rate, you know, this, that, and the other. So um, Monday they went in, they did the test. I think maybe Monday night we went back and met with them or Tuesday and the doctor said, yep, he's got ALL. And I jumped out of my chair and I was like, yes, 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 yes. And Lauren looked at me like, are you crazy? And I said, no, no, we got this. This is like the best outcome. And then as the test results came back, it was like, yes, and he's not high risk, but he does have this hypodiploid thing. And, um, but I'm still stuck. He has ALL. So <laughs> until we get to that next bridge, I'm not focusing on that. No. And, and so did he start treatment right away or yeah. what did they? So he was sick on, on Friday, got admitted truly on Sunday, Monday, they did aspirated bone marrow to, to, to you know, do his cells. And uh, he, yeah, he started chemo like Monday or Tuesday that, that same week within four days of getting, or, you know, a couple of days of getting diagnosed, he started the treatment. And how did he respond? Good. I have to say like um, the first year we had so many hospital stays. Um, he was in there sometimes a week, you know, at a time they give him some, um, I'm, and I'm not super good on my medication names. Uh, I want to say the methotrexate, something like that. It's so toxic that if they don't clear it out of his system, as soon as he gets it, he could have organ failure. So when we were there one time, she kept saying, nope, his levels, they have to be below this. We can't let him go because we've been having kids that are going into organ failure and have to come right back to the hospital. So we would rather make sure it's out of his system before we send you home. And I was like, I think that's the smartest thing. Like, you know, why would you send him home and have a slight chance of having something like that happen? Right. Oh my goodness. But it's just so scary that that's how you know dangerous and then you have to wear gloves to change his diaper or um you know to touch him because the chemo is toxic to you if he throws up you have to put gloves on to clean it and I'm like it, that that's what bothers me I'm like you know it's almost taking them to you know especially for some kids to a near-death thing and try to hope to kill the cancer and that you don't kill the kid at the same time you know Gosh, you are so strong. You have uh, taken him in and been through so much that none of us can really understand the extent of what one goes through and what the, those around them go through as well. So you are an incredibly strong, strong person and your love shows through and, and definitely comes through and it's okay to be emotional. That's what makes you so strong. That's what right. makes you so wonderful and so caring. <laughs> It's just hard because it's, you know what, I believe that, you know, even with this COVID thing, like, you know, it sucks that it affects older people, but older people have had their life. They've had their prom, you know, God forbid if something happened to Christian, he hasn't even had a best friend. It is, it is. <laughs> that it, It's devastating. And it is. Yes. Yeah. Especially like, I think I said, um, cause I had to do a speech for work for LLS for an event. And I said, the hardest part is, and it's true, that until you walk on that cancer ward, your whole life will change because there's babies. <laughs> so that's my heart. That's the part that hits my heart is, you know, these kids haven't even had a life. And, you know, these 
uh, you know, the chances are for a lot of these babies, you know, that are four, six months old, you know, like they, they probably aren't going to have a long life, but, but it's like, everybody's there for the same reason. We all have different stories. And have you found that reaching out and, and connecting socially to social networks or to groups or, or joining any groups in particular have helped? I have to say, I think uh, doing that LLS thing really did help me. Um, the first year, you know, I, I mean, my family was so supportive. And I think as a group, we think maybe we raised $14,000 together. Wow. And um, I and that was really like, we got this, you know, and we all made shirts that said the uh, teen Christian Christian struggle is our struggle. And we all wore them. And, and I, I mean, it was so nice. Cause we, he just, he got it. You know, he was like, go Christian, go teen Christian. You know, oh. he was so, I don't think he, he knew what it was, but he definitely felt loved and celebrated. And I thought, you know, I can't cure cancer, but if I can do anything to help that possibly will help find a cure or better medicine, then that's, that's what I can do. Oh, you are so, so such a great cheerleader and such a supporter <laughs> of this. And, and so tell, tell me, how's Christian now? I have to say, I think this whole COVID thing has made it like great for cancer kids because before they were the only ones that wore masks. And so like now Christian putting a mask to go to the store, like some kids are like, you know, I don't want to wear that, but he, that's his normal, like, you know, wow, everyone's got masks like me, but it was cute because my aunt, um, she just fell and broke her hip and she just got back from the hospital and Christian lives at my aunt's house with his mom and dad. And um, he was asking her, do you take chemo too? <laughs> oh, but Does he understand now what is going on? So it was kind of funny because when he, I think one of the hardest parts for me was like, you know, everything else, like, yeah, he had cancer and he, you know, you knew he was sick, but he didn't look sick. Like he was fortunate. He got diagnosed in March. He didn't lose his hair till December. And the doctors kept saying, this is crazy that he hasn't lost his hair. Um, when he lost his hair, that was hard because then I had to deal with it all the time that he was sick. You know, I had to look at him and he looked sick. Um, but when he took, like, I don't know if Nate ever went through this, but he has to take steroids. <laughs> and when he first took the steroids, it looked like Christian ate Christian. <laughs> he <laughs> went from like four, I don't know, what did he go from like 28 or 30 pounds to almost 50. He couldn't roll himself over in bed. Um, he was so self-conscious. He wouldn't let you take a picture of him. That's the part that killed me when he felt embarrassed and I was like god kids that shouldn't happen you know kids shouldn't have that feeling at five you know no, he would, like, definitely. A picture of them so um he still takes steroids and then like he's a little devil then he's not very nice when he's on steroids but when he takes the steroids he doesn't feel full so he'll eat sometimes until he throws up and that's oh. not that's the least fun part <laughs> yeah he's got um so what they said was three and a half years. So yes, he's in remission. He was in remission pretty quickly. Um, but you know, there's all the, you know, he would be neutropenic and then he'd have to get blood transfusions and he'd have to get platelet transfusions. And 
so that first year, like he was in the hospital at least two weeks out of every month, I would say. Um, and then I would go and stay with him and tell Lauren, go home, get some sleep. You can't, and you have a baby at home. You have to go home to her. So I'll stay with Christian. Um, and it was just so nice to be there with him and be able to take care of him. And, you know, but it was hard watching all the stuff, you know, that he has to go through. And sometimes his port would, um, be clogged and I'd have to hold him down and he'd be crying and I'd be crying and they were trying to, you know, fix his port, which was really painful for him. But this second year now of treatment, he does, he goes to chemo once a month um, and he gets um, a little bit of bone marrow taken out to make sure the leukemia is not back that, you know, they put him under and do that. But he takes uh, most of his chemo uh, at home orally now. Uh, Bella, his sister, was a hundred percent match. Um, But I see. This is what I'm saying that that I and I don't because I don't go to the doctor's appointments anymore with Lauren, um, or I'm not there when she talks to him. Um, I don't get this information. But um, Bella was a match. But because when Christian was diagnosed, she was only on. She I think she was under a year old, or at a year. And the doctor said they didn't, because I mean, the bone marrow transplant is very invasive and very, like, I think Christian has to be in the hospital for a couple months. They have to pretty much wipe out his immune system. And I only know this part because I watched my friend go through it with her son, oh. but wipe his immune system out. There's only one person, you know, allowed to be in there with them. And you pretty much live in the hospital for a month or two. That's horrific. And, yes. And then for Bella, it's very from what they said, um, very painful for her afterwards. Um, and she has to stay in the hospital for like a week afterwards as well. So you've got one person with Christian and then one person staying with Bella. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, Bella wasn't really a planned baby, but God had a plan for her because she may save her brother's life. Thank you for joining us today with Curiosity Podcast. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with a neurological or immune disorder or with COVID, Cure Science would like to give you a platform to share your journey and to help others. Please go to www.curescience.org and tell us your story.